We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And a pleasant good afternoon to everyone out there in Irish Breakdown land. I am Vince Daddario. I am the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com. And with me, as always, is Brian Driscoll. He is the publisher, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, (laughs) And uh, we are here for our uh, Monday conversation. And we are only a few Mondays away from the start of Notre Dame uh, football season officially. Well, the season kind of has started, but we're a couple of Mondays away from the first game. I should say, and and when we'll be breaking down that Florida State-Notre Dame game. Very, very excited about that. Uh, but we are, I mean, we're about as close as we can get. We're talking about what our season schedule is going to be, you know, how we're going to be doing things every day. That's what we're doing behind the scenes. I'm fired up. Uh, there's so so much good news uh, for Irish Breakdown, so make sure you check out over at the boards. You can see boards.irishbreakdown.com. Uh, some fun announcements over there, so I would check that out if I were you. Um, and if you don't have access, there's a very simple way to get access. Just go to boards.breakdown.com, and you can be n- – number one, I will tell you that if you are not a member of the boards, there was some great intel piece there by Brian put up last night, working overtime on a Sunday evening, putting out all kinds of good stuff, uh, which I read as well, which I was like, yeah, yeah, this is good stuff. Okay, here we go. And then uh, Brian had an announcement to put out there today, so make sure you go check that out. Um, and, and lots of good stuff. Go Real quick on the boards, if you have already signed up for Irish Breakdown in the yes. past through Sports Illustrated, you do not have to sign up again. You do not have to double pay. All you need to do is send me an email at brian at irishbreakdown.com or shoot me a direct message on, on Twitter, either one. You can find me at CoachD178. If you've already signed up for a message for, for the website, the SI, through the SI website, whether you're monthly or annual, shoot me an email, and I'll get you the process on how to sign up so you'll get free access to the message board. You can also just obviously sign up directly through the message right. board and not have your SI account. You'll get access either way. But if you like the SI way and you want to go there or you're already there, totally fine too. It's all it's an independent thing, but we're you know, if you've been a supporter of ours already, we're not going to punish you for that, right? Right, right. We, we appreciate that, so we're going to get you access. So that's the question that people have asked. So if you've already signed up, all I need is just, hey, here's the email address I use to sign up, and then I can find you and when your subscription lapses or all that stuff and get you access. So uh, just want to make sure that that's clear to people as, as, we, as we push these boards. If you've already supported us in the past financially and you're already a member of SI or Irish Breakdown through the SI way of doing it, don't worry, we'll get you squared away. But if you want to just join up directly with us, and that's good too. Either way works for us, so we're excited. We just want to grow. We want more people on there. We're finally getting some really good discussion going on there, which has been great, a lot of fun. But yes. that doesn't mean that the YouTube channel is taking a backseat to anything. So we've got a very, very uh, uh, pertinent topic. It's not a surprising topic, Vince. Jack Cohn has been officially named the starting quarterback in Notre Dame. Brian Kelly yes. did it on Saturday. And so the Jack Cohn era officially began this weekend. Yes. And so we've talked a lot about Jack Cohn over the last several months since he signed with Notre Dame. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about sort of how our opinion has changed and all that. But we're going to dive into Jack Cohn's game, what he brings to the Notre Dame offense, what we can, what we think we're going to see from the Notre Dame offense with him in charge. And we've got a little bit of film we're going to show yeah. you today, oh, too. Yeah. So 
oh yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun so let's 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 dive in vince let's, let's rock right. and roll yeah, so so we, we want to talk about Jack Cohn, obviously, but I, I think it's important uh, because we we look we've had this discussion before in the past, even before they went and got Jack Cohn and, and and all that. You know what what kind of quarterback does Notre Dame need? You know what kind of quarterback is out there to be had? What kind of quarterback can lead a team to a national championship? I think there's different answers to all of those questions, and we kind of want to dive into okay, what are the different types of quarterbacks that are out there? Uh, that can lead a team to a national championship. What are the differences, right? Um, and so we, we kind of want to dive into that because there's there's tiers of quarterbacks, okay? There's your your Trevor Lawrence quarterback where it's he he's a transcendent talent. Uh, he's a leader on and off the field. Um, you know, he's all these different things, which, which is great. Uh, and, and but he can put the team on his back as he did uh, against Ohio State in the playoff game, right? I mean, he won that game for them. Let's be real clear You're about, talking about that. after the 2019 season. Yeah, right. yes. Yeah, He. I mean, that was the Trevor Lawrence game. Um, no question about it. They couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop him through the air. They couldn't stop him with his feet, which was a, a newfound uh, you know, entity that people really weren't anticipating, and he is a dynamic athlete in space too. Um, so there's that guy, right? And you, Brian, you can – you can add names to that list, but I think sure, people sure. understand Trevor And, and they Lawrence. don't all have to be generational like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, right. Justin Fields is that way. We've seen guys like that in the past. Some of them end up being first-round picks. A lot of them do. It's the Kyler Murrays. It's the, it's the guys like that. Right. And, and obviously, that's a great way to build around a quarterback. I mean, if sure. I could get a Kyler Murray or Trevor Lawrence on my football team, I would want one. But yes. I think we also saw last year, Vince, that with Alabama, that it's not the only way. That to is win correct. a quarter, to dominate a quarterback. Because right. the one thing that you and I agree on is you need great quarterback play. Yes. To win. But I think the misconception is that you always need an elite talent at court, like a like six five, big arm, four five, you know, all that kind of stuff. And right. and that's that's not necessarily always the case. Agreed. Hey, we did get a super chat, Brian, uh, that I want to hit. If you want to go down and grab that yes. one, want to make sure we Talk about Ricky. Ricky Maltby. Thank you, Ricky, for the support. Really appreciate it. He says, just snagged four ND versus Cincinnati tickets for only four twenty-five. Now the wife and I need another couple to go with. I have a feeling you might be able to find some takers yeah. uh, within the IB family. Just yeah. a hunch. Uh, but that is going to be a good game. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to that game. Yeah, so, uh, you, got a good, you got a good well, one. And, and the AP poll just came out. And uh, Cincinnati's the only team ranked ahead of Notre Dame, like on Notre Dame's schedule. So uh, Notre Dame is ninth in the AP poll. Cincinnati is mm. is is eighth. So it just it's going to add even more intrigue to that. Yeah. I, Vince, I think that's a good thing for Notre Dame. I, I, look, okay. it's silly. You and I agree. Yeah. But to me, if Notre Dame beats Cincinnati and Cincinnati's ranked higher than them, it's a, it's a good thing for Notre. That's Dame. a good point. So, but but we you only have an hour, so let's yeah, not get right. distracted. Right. Let's okay? not get out of yeah right. Let's, let's not, not get distracted because we could easily go down that rabbit hole. Um. So so there's the the elite talent at quarterback. That's that's this tier right or that that's this group. We'll put them over here. There's another group uh, that I want to talk about, Brian, and I think this is where probably Jack Cohn uh, would fit into the mix. You've got your, just to use a, a, a current name, a Mac, the Mac Joneses of the world, right? The right. guys that, and in the past, have been labeled as game managers, I guess, which, right? Uh, which has turned into so like a negative, like it's right. an insult, like the guy's not very right. good. Right, right. Okay, a game manager to me, and and I like your terminology of a point guard quarterback because I yes. think that, that definitely describes the position a little bit better. Uh, but it's a guy who's going to get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. He is going to go through the reads. He is going to run the offense. He is going to be very efficient in the offense. He's going to take what the defense gives him, and he's going to be successful in doing so. And that is exactly how I would describe Mac Jones. And I don't know if people were paying attention last year, but they won a national championship with Mac Jones at quarterback. And there was a time where he was a top three NFL draft pick. Uh, Cons if you, people if, were considering him. Yeah. Right. 
Exactly. And, and he's ended up slipping, uh, but he was still a first still rounder. 15th, right? Right, I, right. You know, but, but I think the reason we point to Mac Jones and I'm not saying that Jack Cohn's going to play like Mac Jones. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to throw for 4,500 4, yards and 45 touchdowns, complete 77% of his passes. The point is, however, is to point out that there's different ways to be highly effective at quarterback. Correct. No one is going to confuse Mac Jones physically with Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields right. or Trey Lance or Kyler Murray or pick any other elite physical talent at quarterback. Trevor Mac Jones is elite based on what he has up here. And, and with his ability to, to, to run the offense at a high level and, and, and it's the kind of guy that says, Hey, I'm surrounded by elite players. Let me be elite up here. And with my traits so that I can be the part of, of sort of, making sure that I'm getting them to maximize their talent right now. The point guard quarterback is not going to win you a lot of games. If the talent around him is mediocre, right? That's a, that's the reality. Okay. And this is one of the things that, or, or I shouldn't say mediocre. Cause I'm going to say this and it's going to seem like I'm insulting the Wisconsin <laughs> players. Right. If they're not like, if you don't have chase Claypool's or like the Notre Dame talent. Now, if you have, you know, with all due respect to, to Quintez Cephas and Jake Ferguson and some of the guys they had at Wisconsin, which are solid players, but let's be honest, those guys weren't skilled players that were going to go toe-to-toe with Alabama and Ohio State, right? And need to be in the right kind of offense. But if those things match up, that point guard quarterback can win you a lot of games. Absolutely. Right? I mean, a lot of games. And we saw that last year. If I had a team and I was starting a quarterback and it came down to Justin Fields or Mac Jones, I'm taking Justin Fields. Yeah. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. I'm taking Kotler Murray. And I'm not even blinking and thinking twice about it. But when you look at what that team had, I'm taking the Alabama team over the Ohio State team with Justin, with with Mac Jones, a quarterback. Right. Because it's like, hey, he may not be an elite talent, but he's got great players around him, and he's a, he's the guy that makes sure that the thing runs smoothly. And that's why I say the point guard quarterback. And I and I and I try to point out it's not like it's not, you know, the Derrick Rose, Allen Iverson, you know, point guard that you know that guy's a scorer. It's, it's I've got I've John got scorers Stockton. all around me, right? It's my job to make sure everybody's getting their touches, everybody's getting the ball that we're attacking the defense wherever they're vulnerable. If they try to do this, we're going here. If they try to go there, we're going here. And that's what I believe big picture Jack Cohn brings to the table. He's not going to blow anyone away with great sexy skills and all those type of things. But the kid, based, this is based on what he did at Wisconsin on film, what he's, what he's did in the spring and what we've seen in practice. And Vince, the interesting thing is this was not your you and I's initial opinion of, of Jack Cohn. I was I was not high on on Jack Cohn when Notre yeah. Dame first when I first heard Notre Dame was going after him. Right, me neither. Because we had we had casually watched Wisconsin, and it's a boring offense. And he threw a lot of quick throws and underneath throws, and it just was like, eh, you know, whatever. It wasn't until you dive into the all twenty two, right, and you really break them down like for multiple games that you realize that was more of a Wisconsin offense thing. But this kid's got some tools. And and that's the key. But you put players around him. You put some playmakers around him. The things he did at Wisconsin that are then translate into the Notre Dame offense, which is more shotgun based than than Wisconsin was, which is more spread the field based than Wisconsin's was, which is hoping to be more explosive than what Wisconsin's was. You know, you start getting kind of fired up about what he can bring yeah. to the table. Well, there's no question. And I think that there's a lot of aspects of Jack Cohn that people don't understand. And they, because they think of Wisconsin, look, I, I'm, I'm pretty dialed into college football, not as dialed in as you are, uh, but I'm pretty dialed in. I watch a lot of games. And, and when I think of Wisconsin football, I think of big offensive line, handed off to a really good running back running yards. Right. I mean, that, that, that's Wisconsin football, right. And, and you know, they take those three-star offensive linemen they turn them into five-star dudes and and then and, and they go and and that's what i think about and, that, and i was like wow really we're gonna get the quarterback from from wisconsin like is jonathan I, taylor coming with him right, that was my right. First call, you know like I, mean? I can hand off too like it doesn't right. really excite me very much but then you have to do your due diligence and you've got to watch the film of which you and i both did um and you realize that okay this kid's more than just a handoff machine like right. it, it, he can he can run this offense and 
he can run this offense pretty darn well. Um, and we're going to get into some specifics, obviously. And, and but. sometimes, you know, sometimes the offense you run, Vince, can hold back what you can do as a quarterback. That's and a really a good point. Perfect example is Joe Burrow. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody recently, and, you know, we were talking about the Notre Dame offense, and, and they were like, look, you know, no, L, we're talking about LSU's jump in 2019, how they went from a, an offense that scored fewer points than Notre Dame scored in 2020. In 2018, they averaged 32 points per game. Barely over 400 yards per per, uh, per game, barely over five yards of play, way below Notre Dame's production from 2020. And then next year, you know, obviously they had a great year. So I was talking to somebody about this, and they were like, "Well, you know, no, they had three first round draft picks, basically three first round talents. They had Joe Burrow, they had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire." And I'm like, "True, but none of those guys look like that in 2018." Exactly. That's my point. You know, right. no one no one looked at LSU in 2018 and were like, "Man, they got three first round draft picks at receiver. They got a first round draft pick at running back, and Joe Burrow is going to be the number one overall pick." Nobody thought that. Now, right. If you'll recall, I predicted LSU to be in the playoff in 2019, to make the college football playoff in 2019, because when they, I didn't know a thing about Joe Brady, but I knew that they were going to open up the offense. And when I heard that, I said, look, they got the talent. The talent is there. Sure. And, and, sure. I, and I felt Joe Burrow was that sort of that point guard quarterback. Now, what we saw in 2019 is that Joe Burrow had a lot more athleticism and running ability than we realized because he wasn't allowed to do that a lot the year before. Right. And we realized Joe Burrow had even more talent than I thought. I don't, I'm not, Jack Cohn's not Joe Burrow. The point, however, we're not asking Notre Dame to score 50 points a game, and we're not asking him to throw for 60 touchdowns and 5,000 yards like Joe right, Burrow and, did either. And, and people need to understand, we are not predicting Jack Cohn to be the number one overall pick ne next year based right. on what he does at Notre Dame. Right. That, that's but, but that's when you not look this at conversation. L right. But when you look at LSU in 2018, Joe Burrow completed 57.8% of his passes for 2,894 yards, 16 touchdowns, and five picks with a quarterback rating of 133 point two one okay that's what he did and that was as a as a senior in college his first year as a starter right with the same players he had around him the next year if you go look at 2000 and then you go look at what he did in 2019 it was he jumps up to 76.3 percent completion rate which is almost a 20 percent jump 5600 over 5600 passing yards and 60 touchdowns with a quarterback rating of 201.96 Right. So again, I'm not saying Jack Cohn's going to do that. That's not the point. The point is, is a system change. Yes. Allowed a quarterback to go from a guy that was playing in an offense that was very vanilla, very dull, and that you get a system change. The same players went out and put up great numbers. Now, we're not even talking about Notre Dame making a system change. We're talking about him going from Wisconsin to Notre Dame. It's a system change for Jack Cohn. Right. And then you right. look at Jack Cohn in 2019, if you compare his first year as a starter compared that to, to to Joe Burrow again Joe Burrow 57.8 completion percentage 16 touchdowns five picks 133 quarterback rating Jack Cohn completed 69.6 percent of his passes for 2,727 yards 18 touchdowns five picks with a quarterback rating of 151.76 now those are not sexy numbers but if you put it into context, if you go from Jack Cohn, the starter in 2019, to Russell Wilson, the starter in 2011, between those two quarterbacks, so 11 to 19, Russell Wilson, you know, right, Super Bowl pretty, champ, pretty MVP. Yeah. Nobody completed more. Jack Cohn's Trevor uh, Russell Wilson's the only quarterback to have a higher quarterback rating or a higher completion percentage than than what Jack Cohn had in the same offense, right? Same dull offense. In fact. Jack Cohn is about three percentage points lower than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was over 72%, which is insane, especially then. In 2011, 72% was nuts. No, no, no other Wisconsin quarterback was within five percentage points of Jack Cohn. So Jack Cohn was closer to Russell Wilson than any other quarterback was to Jack Cohn. And no other quarterback had as high of a quarterback rating from that span, span either. And so that's, when you that's put, comparing apples to apples because exactly Johnson right. offense. Right. How did right. he do relative to other quarterbacks that ran that same right. offense? He was significantly more effective throwing the football. And, and I've heard some people say, well, you know, yeah, he had, you know, look who he had. He had Jonathan Taylor. And I'm like, true. But the two previous quarter, the two previous years, they had Jonathan Taylor also. You know, Corey Clement was a guy that rushed for a ton of yards. And during that same time, there was this guy named, I don't know if you've heard of him, Vince, Melvin Gordon, <laughs> who, who ran for 2,500 yards one year. You right. know, um, they had, remember in 2012, Monty Ball ran for over 800 yards. They had another running back run for 800 yards. And another running back, that was that was Melvin Gordon's freshman year, ran for over 600 yards. So it's not like Jack Cohen was working in a situation that no one else had ever worked in before. Right. 
So I think all those things factor into it to say, hey, look, you get the right system, you, you get the right trigger man, and you can see a jump in production because that trigger man knows how to get the ball to the playmakers. Right. Exactly. And that's what we're looking at here. We're not, again, not saying he's Trevor Lawrence, not saying he's Joe Burrow, but I believe he's the right fit for the talent that Notre Dame has this year, for the system that Notre Dame wants to execute this year. And that means the ability to tack on all three levels. And that's yes. kind of the lead into the specifics about what makes what makes Jack what Jack Cohn brings to this Notre Dame offense and and why this is a you know, why this is a it was a big pickup for Notre Dame. And it's important that he's carried that into to fall camp. Because here here's something that you know Tommy Reese had said when he announced that Jack Cohn was a starter. Look, they wanted to give him some extra time, which I think is smart. Mm-hmm. But if they weren't sure that he was clearly the guy, they would not have made the decision right now. Right. I agree. This is the earliest and, they've made a right. decision like this in a long time right. when there's been a competition. You right. know, I, I should say when there hasn't been a returning starter. Yeah, I, I guess that's right. the best way to put it right. Yeah. Right. And, and so when you look at it, Vince, and you say, hey, listen, that's fine. You know, he beat out a redshirt freshman that's never played in a true freshman. Okay, that's fine. I get that. I get. I truly get the skepticism. But as we put out in the Intel feature that I put out yesterday, last night, Jack Cohn has been on fire to start mm-hmm. fall camp. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Intel that I had about him last night was not coming from Notre Dame offensive coaches and Notre Dame offensive players, you know, people that have an agenda. It was other sources that have no either no connection to the Notre Dame program that have been at practice or sources connected with the defense that are like, good Lord, this guy's really good. Right. You right. know, and, and so I just want to add context to when we say that, you know, a lot they of stuff don't have you a dog in the fight can be agenda driven. Yeah. Right. And, and that's why I've always tried to say, I want to get neutral Intel sure. or, sure. or Intel that maybe is not normally as, as complimentary. Mm-hmm. And I think that adds a little bit more of a, I feel more comfortable putting that Intel out there. And it's just, I had the update on Jack Cohn during the summer, had an update update on Jack Cohn last week. Another, and it's been the same thing. The guy has complete respect of his teammates. The guy makes a lot of throws, a, a lot of big time throws, and everybody continues to be a surprise by the physical tools. Now I'm not going to assume that he's got more improved physical tools than when he at Wisconsin, right? I'm not for the purpose of this conversation. We're just going to assume he is the same guy. He what was we've seen Cohn. on film. What we see, right. what, like now, what we actually game, see with right. our own eyes. Yeah. The Notre Dame coach of us all said he's got a better arm than we thought. He's a much better athlete than we thought. We're not going to talk about his ability to run because I haven't seen it on film. I'm going to trust right. them, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to assume things that they're telling us that we haven't seen with our own eyes. We're going to base off what we've seen at Wisconsin and what he did in the spring. So just off that, not even what I'm hearing about how well he's playing this spring, we're just going to base this conversation off of what we as football coaches and offensive football coaches, both of us have a background as – you know, coaching offense, quarterbacks, receivers, and things like that. What we see on film in regards to what Jack Cohn brings to the table. So if the Notre Dame coaches are correct and Jack Cohn brings a little bit more to the table than maybe even we think, then obviously that only ups the ante. Sure. But but I think it's fair, Vince, for us to go off of just what we can sure. evaluate with our own eyes. And, and I will say, uh, since we are talking about evaluating with our own eyes, I I will give a little bit from what I have seen at practice. Because mm-hmm. you've been um, to two so far, right? I've been to two, and there there is there is some stuff that I've been able to glean from a Jack Cohn situation that we'll talk about when we get into some of these specific attributes, um, but that, that impressed me. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it had nothing to do with his athleticism or his wheels. But they're right. red jerseys. I mean, yeah. The that, dude that impressed only... you with his running ability wears number 12, not number 17. <laughs> Correct. Right? Absolutely. Yes, and there's no question about that. Uh, I was pretty impressed with 23 and 25 and 22 right. and 24. But they're too. not they're not playing uh, quarterback. <laughs> but we're not talking about those guys. Uh, but anyway, so let's talk about Jack Cohn's makeup too mm-hmm. um, because that's kind of where I want to kick things off because, yeah, he beat out a redshirt freshman and a true freshman. I get that. I, I totally get that. But you also have to understand, I think a question was asked of Brian Kelly uh, in a press conference was, are you taking into account – you know what he did before he got to Notre Dame, or is it just what you've seen with your own eyes? And he basically said, like, uh, yeah, we're kind of it, it's like count. it took him, he tried not to laugh about it, like, <laughs> right? Like, it, it's just I get why the question was asked, I understand it, but of course, you have to take yeah. into account what was what was taking place before he got to Notre Dame, right? 10 game winner, Rose Bowl, 
you know, leader on that team. And and it's right. a good team. Look, and and of course Brian Kelly's gonna say he has respect for the Wisconsin program. They're on his schedule this year. Okay. And he does actually. But he does. I, yes, yes, exactly. Yes. I, I don't want to it's Paul, not just Paul Christ is one of the most well respected coaches yes. in all of college football. Correct. Because a lot of people here's exactly why. A lot of people look at his team and say that guy wins a lot of games with a roster that I would not trade him for. Correct. Yes. And and and, and now there's players here and there, but if you go look at the NFL draft, it's, it tells the same story. Right. There's a lot of guys that, you know, top teams, you know, Ohio State's not trading very many of their players for Wisconsin's when they play them in the Big Ten Championship game. That's Absolutely. the difference. Yes. That's yes. the difference. And, 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 and to speak a little bit more of his makeup, there was a, uh, somebody asked Tommy Reese about about Jack Cohn and how he responded when he was told that he was the starter. And, and, and Tommy Reese goes, have you have you met him? Um, he, he's just, he's kind of a reserved dude, yeah. but he just goes about, he puts his head down, he puts the blinders on, he goes yeah. to work and, yeah. and he, and, and Jack Cohn says that in his interview, he's yeah. like, look, I didn't know anybody here. He's like, I just decided I'm going to show everybody what I'm made of by right. working hard and just being that guy and think that's kind of what you get. He's not going to be a rah-rah guy. He's not, I don't, I don't believe that's not what I've witnessed. Yeah. I mean, he's got some, he's got some intensity events for me. It's, it's even bigger than that. It's, it's, I would, I would be a little upset if he was excited about like fired up, like visibly like, fired up yeah. about winning starting job. Cause it's like, well, that's not what I came here for. I didn't exactly. come here. The goal wasn't right. to start. The goal is much greater than that. If it was just to yeah. start, it would have gone to somewhere else. You sure. come to the game because you understand there's championships on the line. Yeah. And just winning the starting job doesn't do anything about that. And I think that's another reason why I think there's a lot of purpose with Jack Cohn and what he's doing. Like, okay, yeah, this is just part of the part of the process to get to where we want to get to, which is right. to go out there and win and compete for a championship. And, and he's got a quiet confidence about himself. And 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 you of course you need to have that as a quarterback. I mean, I don't want a quarterback that's gonna be doubting himself. Um, behind center that that's not what I'm looking for obviously right. um, and and I'm just saying that it's a good thing that I'm seeing that from Jack Cohn and you can see right. that in his play and so right. I, I think all his entire makeup he's a leader it's clear we've heard that a hundred times from the time he stepped on campus in the spring in the summer in the fall he's a leader the guys respond to him all of that is important right um, and, and I, I want to get that part out of the way yeah. because I think he he checks a lot of those off the field boxes right. already before we even see him take a snap. Right. And then just resume wise football, he started obviously the 2019 season, led Wisconsin to an end and two regular season, uh, lost to Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, a game they ended at halftime, and then lost to Justin Herbert in, in Oregon by a point in the Rose Bowl. Uh, both right. of those teams finished in the f top five that year. Uh, had a, His best game of the season, in my opinion, was at Minnesota. That year, Minnesota was ranked eighth at the time, and uh, they ended up finishing uh, the season ranked 10th. So beat a top 10 team on the road convincingly, by the way. Beat Michigan that year, 35-14. If you remember, that's a Michigan team that beat Notre Dame pretty soundly that year. Was a four-year starter in high school at Sayville High School in New York. Uh, passed for 9,787 yards and 128 touchdowns. Also rushed for 2,551 yards and 33 more touchdowns in high school. And... A lot of people on this channel know this, but we'll remind it again for any first-time listeners. He actually committed first to Notre Dame in high school to play lacrosse play before lacrosse. he really blew That's up right. as a big-time football player. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So that is a bit of Jack Cohn's resume. So let's kind of dive into, Vince, the the, um, the 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 things that Notre Dame is getting in Jack Cohn that we can assess. And obviously you talked before, uh, experience is obviously one. But it's not just experience, Vince. 
right. it's big game experience. That's absolutely key for me. Well, yeah, I mean, he's been in a Big Ten championship game. He's been in the Rose Bowl. I mean, and he and he has been pretty successful in those games. Um, and, and he's he's led his uh, his team to a division championship. Uh, you know, uh, you know, hit on his side of the the Big Ten. That's why he played in the Big Ten championship. So, uh, yeah, he's played in big game. Look, the Big Ten, arguably the second best conference, and maybe not even an argument, really second best conference in America behind the SEC. From a depth standpoint, I'd probably say that's fair. I think there's a debate to be had, but certainly, certainly, I, that's arguably, where I would lean. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I'd and, lean and, there. Yeah, and so and he went to a big time program. Uh, you know, Wisconsin's they play big boy football in Wisconsin. So I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's not a situation. It's not transfer where, from Marshall or Western Michigan. I was just going to say Marshall. So there you go. Yeah, I was just going to make that comparison. So uh, I appreciate that, Brian. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited about what he brings to the table from an off the field standpoint. So mm-hmm. let, let's talk about some of his tools on the field that we've been able to witness either on film or in person. Um, that we think is going to make him successful with this Notre Dame team. Brian. Well, one of the first things you talked about from the practices that you've seen, mm-hmm. and and we saw this to a degree at Wisconsin, but but because of the type of offense that they run, which is a lot of it from under center, we had we didn't get a chance to see it really a, a, a ton. Yeah, and that is the ability good to get the point. ball out quickly. Yes. Now it's harder yeah. to get the ball out quickly, Vince, when you're in the under center in a right. in a play action based pass offense. But he has the ability to to get the ball out quick. You, we saw that in the spring a lot, and 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 we got a couple clips of it against against uh, that we're going to show here. But also, it's something that you, that was the that was the first when you called me after practice. That was like the first. No, actually, you texted it to me during practice. <laughs> And then when you called me afterwards, it was the first thing you talked about, which is he can get the ball out in a hurry. Yeah. Yep. And that's going to be really, really important because the way we see this offense going, um, it, it's going to be get the ball out of your hands, right. get it into the hands of the of the playmakers. And, and right. whether that's just a, a look at me route, whether that's RPOs, because look, you got to remember with an RPO situation, there's a lot of mechanics that go into it. it it's you, you may have to ride the running back a little bit you may have to get the ball out you know ride throw there, it, there's a lot of movement that has to mm-hmm. take place and i'll tell you what from the catch of the ball to the release of the ball is incredibly fast i, I think i might mm-hmm. actually take a stopwatch on thursday to maybe just yeah. kind of see what it's like because he was by far the fastest quarterback to get the ball out of his hands and and accurately and precisely to who he needed to get it to. And right. believe me, we've seen at Notre Dame, just because you get the ball out quick doesn't mean it goes to the right place. We've we've seen balls go straight into the dirt. We've, you know, we've seen guys have issues getting the ball to where it needs to be on the perimeter. So mm-hmm. not only was he getting it out quick, but he was getting it out accurately and where right. he needed to go. And that ball placement is important. And there's two types of there's two parts that that make quick getting the ball out quickly important one is just the just literally just the the snap to to the snap to release quickness right so that's rpos it's screen game it's the it's the now screens it's those type of things but then there's other parts that i think are really going to add a lot to this offense that that maybe we haven't seen as much and that's the ability to even in a drop back get the ball out quickly as pressure comes or hey i'm getting to my third read and he's about to break open if i can't quickly get the ball out by the time i see it then reset my feet, then cock, and then throw. He's not open anymore. Right. That's right. He will be against Toledo Some teams, sure. and Navy, but we don't care about that. You're not right. being brought to Notre Dame to beat those teams. You're being brought to Notre Dame to beat Cincinnati, Wisconsin, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, right? And to me, that's the thing that we did see on film at Wisconsin was the ability to quickly get the ball out yes. under pressure. And, and yes. I'm going to share a clip here. This is against Minnesota. Now, all the clips that we're going to show are from the Minnesota game. The reason I chose the Minnesota game, number one, it was a big opponent, right? Top they, 10. They, top 10 that year. But also, I like the idea of using one game as a data point to, to back up an argument because if, if you're just cherry-picking a play from this game that and a play from that yeah. game, it doesn't necessarily indicate that the guy did that on any with any type of consistency. Right. So in this type of situation, I think it's a better argument to use a, a game. Right. And we picked Minnesota because it was on the road, top 10 opponent. It started snowing pretty bad in the, about <laughs> halfway, you know, halfway through the game. And so he made some big time throws. But this is an example here 
that we're going to show here is of him getting the ball up quickly as a guy comes open. So they're going to run a corner route up here to the top of the screen, and you're going to see him just kind of – it comes open and just the pressure's coming, right? So Minnesota, this is a third down play, right? So the the, the nose guard just – just the, the guard, the Notre Dame or the Wisconsin guard just gets destroyed on this play. Yes, And the does. guy comes right up the middle. Oh, my God. Edge player comes right up the middle, third and four. They're running a corner – or I mean, a pivot route here. Jack Cohn's got to get the ball out to his left with a dude right in his face. Watch how quickly he speeds up this throw to get it out. He never sees the throw. He never sees it because he gets drilled. And he's able to – that's some, that's confidence. That's willingness to take a hit. And bam, right there, move the chains. Yep. So instead of punting from your own uh, – what is it? Your own 16-yard line, yeah. you just now move the chains despite the fact your offensive line did not do its job. And and that's the that's what we talk about. We talk about getting the ball out quickly, make a quick read. And again, you don't do that if you're taking your eyes off the defense or eyes off the the routes because you're worried about the pressure. Well, it's Watch also that. he never yeah. looks at the pressure, and he it's feels also trusting it. trusting right. your wide receivers to be in the right place at the right, right. time, and that's huge. Right. That's absolutely huge. And your intel piece, I think, uh, from last night, really kind of tells the tale about. Yeah him and his relationship with his receivers up to this point. Right. Cause we, you know, we've heard that from the beginning, him and Michael Mayer were on a good, a, a good place, Vince. And then, you know, then we started to hear about him and Kevin Austin starting to connect within well, the Intel feature we had last night at our breakdown. Now him and Braden Lindsay, apparently this past weekend in the scrimmage on Sunday have, have also now started to get a connection. And we'll talk even more about that when we get into the final piece of yeah. what Jack Cone brings yes. to the table. Yes, we but will. Th- but that's an example of just something like in the past, we just, the last couple quarterbacks didn't handle those kind of pressures real well. Right. And getting yes. the ball out quick, like speeding up your delivery to get the ball out quickly in order to, to beat a pressure because it's not always going to go. Um, this, it was, it was not, it's not always going to go how you want it. It's not going to always go where the pressure, you know, the line does its job all the time. No, no line's going to do that. Right. It's not always going to be where the call is perfect. You have to be able to then go out and make a play. And that's obviously something that we've seen from Jack Cohn. In his ability to to go out and make plays, so well, and making a play with your something. arm, right. uh, making a play with your arm, and I and I think that that's an important delineation here because in 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 the past, you know, if that play happened to Notre Dame last year, it would have been a roll out of the pocket, make a play with your legs, or, right? or just throw it away, or just throw it away, or take a sack, take a sack, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I don't even know if I honestly I don't even know if he would have escaped that particular pressure. That one would have been taking a sack or throwing it away. Yes, that, most right. likely. Right. So that's something that he brings to the table that Notre Dame hasn't had in a little while. It, you know, standing in in the face of pressure and 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 delivering. So right. I'm excited personally about that aspect. Right. And then the second part, Vince, is it's fine to be have a quick release. It's fine to have those school those tools, but if you can't be a quick decision maker at the end of the day and throw right. with good timing and anticipation, we're going to explain what those things mean. But but those things are very important. That's something that made Mac Jones incredibly talented. You want to talk about why Mac Jones is so good? Absolutely. It wasn't his arm? Wasn't his athleticism? It was his ability to read a defense and make a quick decision and throw the ball on time and have great anticipation. Those two things are not always the same. But they, when they are working together, it's exceptional, which means essentially one of the things that has hurt the Notre Dame offense, and this goes back even before you know it, Ian Book, this is a criticism of Ian Book, but this is also a criticism you and I had of Brandon Wimbush, and it was a, quarter, a criticism you and I had of times of Deshaun Kaiser in 2016, which is they wait for guys to get open. Correct. That's not going to work against the best teams on the schedule. Right. And it's a bit of say, hey, look, I'm reading the defense. I know what's about to happen. I know based on how they're rolling that this route that we're running is going to come open. So you either, A, throw the ball when that guy gets to the top of the break, or sometimes you're going to throw the ball into space knowing that that guy is going to get there. And that is obviously something that we see that we saw a lot from Jack Cohn. His timing as a passer is is really 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 good well and what's important about that while you pull this up brian is 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 the fact that when you wait for the guy to get open by the time you throw it that window is closed and that that's the problem against better teams is that window is not going to be open as long as it is against a toledo or a navy and so you can't and you have to anticipate you have to anticipate otherwise you're not going to complete that pass and we saw that a lot too. It was oh, the first read's not open, tuck and go. Right, um, and that is not the case with Jack Cohn that we've seen thus far on film. 
Now this is a, this is essentially a a version of the smash concept. So you have a corner route, and actually, if you watch it, the outside guy in, ends up re- running an inverted corner route. The outside guy just runs a bit of a stop route. It's essentially a different way to run smash concept. And so you see, it's cover two. So he knows it's cover two, and the corner is. So if you see this, this is the corner up here. The cornerback is squatting on that quick route. So he knows he's going over the top, right? He yeah. knows he now knows that my read is the corner route. Okay. But as you can see, the safety is not exactly. He's not closing. On yeah, that. he's yeah. pedaling, right? So you know that I've got the window. The window's there. If you wait, however, that safety's going to have a chance to make a play. I believe, I believe that's Antoine Winfield Jr., I believe, who went, ended up being a, a second round draft pick this past year. So you you wait on that guy, it's going to get incomplete. But watch right. how when when this guy when this guy is when, I'm going to try to stop it here. See yeah, it pause it, it right when he's pulling the trigger. Well, I'm going to the receiver's not even in like he's already Jack Cohn's already here, which means yes. he already cocked the ball back, and the guy's not yes. out of his break yet. Exactly, and that is so key. That is the anticipation that we haven't seen, and that he is anticipating. He knows that. That safety is in his back pedal. The safety is just now coming out of his back pedal because mm-hmm. he sees Jack Cohn throwing the ball, but it's too late. It's right. too late because Cohn has already noticed that his guy is going to be open. He puts it right mm-hmm. where that guy is going to be. Right. And he doesn't lead him too far to the sideline. You know, he, he puts it on him to where if that guy can make a play, he's got a chance to or make a guy miss. He's got a chance to go do something. But, you know, that's just something we didn't see enough of in previous years that timing that anticipation right. we saw this in the spring a decent amount remember that deep outcut they ran that flood concept vince remember that they were going in the press box because you were in the press box they're going left to right and and uh no they're going right yeah left to right and they ran a flood concept to your right and they were coming to you in the press box and it was just a go and then a deep out by avery davis and avery's at kind of just getting into the top of his route and jack cone's letting loose with the ball now he doesn't Beautiful. throw a rope out there because you can't. If you throw a rope out there, the guy's not going to have time to get you have to, to get the guy to get to the ball. He has to. So he kind of throws it out in space, and Avery turns around, finds the ball, and makes the catch. Right. And, and that was in the spring when they they were fifteen practices into working together. Right. So you see those kind of throws, and Vince, that's not just a throw we saw a lot. We saw him make that throw, especially on that corner route. We made him saw him make that a lot. That's the exact throw that I talked about Notre Dame needed to make on the first drive against Clemson in the ACC title game. They had that one-on-one corner route. You just had to throw the ball out to the sideline. The pressure was coming. You hit your drop. You throw the ball out to the sideline. Give Javon McKinley a chance. Hey, look, if it's incomplete, it's incomplete, right? Right. It's better than scrambling and throwing the ball away or taking a sack, right? Give your guys a chance, and that's something else that we're going to that we're going to talk about here Vince when you look at Jack Cohn as part of this timing thing so we're we're going to talk about we talked about decision making right you we've talked about getting the ball out quickly we've talked about being willing you know being being throwing with timing and anticipation but the other part of that too is is you've got to have the confidence in yourself exactly. and your teammates to make plays exactly and that's not always something that we saw uh when when things weren't necessarily up to to par and this is a great example here I want you to watch, if you can see it, watch this running back. Now, this is their backup running back, okay? So this is not Jonathan Taylor. Let's keep that in mind. So check out this throw. This is not a, This is not a. oh, wow, look at this great. It's just, okay, they're bringing a safety blitz. I know I got cover one. I've got my running back on this linebacker. Guy's in pretty good coverage. I mean, that's, that's kind of what you want a guy to do. Yeah, I was going to say, that's really right. great coverage, actually. Right. So what does Jack Cohn say? Hey, I'm going to take a chance and give my guy an opportunity to make a play or not. And I'm going to put the ball where only my guy can catch it. And if he doesn't, it's incomplete. Live to fight another day. It's second down and four. We live to fight another day, right? If my guy catches it, then guess what? We score a touchdown. And that's exactly what happened. This is on the road against a top 10 team. This is a big-time throw. This is a big-time throw. We saw him make the exact same throw in the in the Big Ten title game against Ohio State as well. In that game, however, the throw he made there, uh, it was they were he was getting pressured, and a safety was coming over the top, and he just as he's as he's get, about to get hit in the face, he lets the ball go. Right, and you know, and, and I'm going to show the the wide angle of this too here real quick, but you you kind of just see like, hey, look, I got I got I got the coverage I want. It, I'm, it's oh, actually that is Jonathan Taylor. My bad. I had another clip keyed up where it wasn't John. It was number 37. So that is Jonathan Taylor. But watch this. He sees where the coverage is. He knows and where the safety is. I'm going to give my guy a shot. 
And also, look at his head. Like, he's going through reads. Like, he he scans the field here. He's trying to find the safety. He's looking through his read. Okay, it's not there. It's not there. He's looking at the safety. Boom. Yep. Bam. Give my guy a chance to make a play. And it was it was also enough to see 16 there, who was in man-to-man coverage, but he's still watching the quarterback to a degree. He gives him enough of a head fake to the left where he doesn't peel off of his guy to go help right away. Because if Jack Cohn is eyeballing that uh, running back the entire time, 16's peeling off, and he's going to go help. You know what I mean? So it's all about where his head is placed be- so that all the guys stay with who they're supposed to stay with so it still stays a one-on-one situation. Uh, and, and You don't just, think Kyron Williams can make that play? Uh, I like Kyron Williams as a pass receiver better than Jonathan Taylor, to be honest with you. So, yes, Jonathan Taylor's a phenomenal runner, but Kyron Williams is, is has a chance yeah. to be the best pass-catching running back in the yes. football this year. Absolutely. And those are the kind of things where – you like it. You've got Michael Mayer. You've got Kyron Williams. You've got Kevin Ogden. If you're a quarterback that says, and, and we've seen, again, this isn't just a, a, a sampled clip from one particular game. This is, again, this is a game against a top 10 opponent, but we saw this for all the time. I saw That's why I brought the Ohio State game. If you have a one-on-one, he's going to give you a chance to go make a play. He is. And and that's a, that's a big part of what he brings to the table that we yeah. didn't always see. I would rather see that then a guy take off and scramble and hope that things well, work. And I'd out. rather see an incomplete pass there than a scramble and everything else. You Especially just said. on second and four. You, you yeah. know what? I, yeah, because you first of all, with the with the way this off with the way Wisconsin's offense, we'll we'll just keep it within that framework. With the way Wisconsin's offense runs, you've got Jonathan Taylor at second and four. That's when you take a shot. You take a chance because it's a pretty good chance that, and especially where they were on the field, you may be in four down territory. So you're telling me that they can't run and get four yards in two plays? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they probably can. So you take your shot. You 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 know, we just haven't seen that. We haven't seen that ability uh, up to this point. That's one of the reasons I'm pumped for for Jack Cohn. You know, trying yep. to temper my excitement, but it's difficult because I am very excited. I think he does bring right. a lot to the table. So one part is because of the weapons that you know that Notre Dame and has. that's you're right. That's about been that. the big frustration. Is, right. is people say, "Oh, Notre Dame doesn't have the playmakers." I, I would agree to that in 2020 because they lost so many. Right. You know, like because Austin and Lindsey were both injured. And, yeah. was banged. Was sick yeah. half that you. Yeah. yeah. So you you lost some of that. I I get it. I I really do get it. Like last year, I somewhat understand it. But look. We saw in the Clemson game on November 7th, Ian Book was aggressive, attacking yes. down the field, and Notre Dame early early on, and Notre Dame moved the ball on him. Right. And that, that's something Notre Dame can do, and, and that's something Jack Cohn has always shown a willingness to do. But here's the deal. If you're if you're a 15-and-in guy all the time, and the three throws that we showed, or the, the first two throws we showed were short, the last one was, was plus 20, but it wasn't like a true deep ball. It was a back right. shoulder. If you're if you're that if you're twenty and in all the time we'll do that we'll go twenty and in all the time. Eventually, good teams are going to say, "Okay, you're you're not going to complete these crossers and these in cuts and these things. They, We're going to play aggressive. Yeah. You you're going to have to beat us over the top." Right. That is an underrated aspect. It's kind of funny. I was reading a. I'm going to have it up later, but Pro Football Focus ranked Notre Dame eleventh on their preseason top twenty five. They had LSU ranked ahead of Notre Dame, which is just comical. But I, the the quote was um, the quote from the guy that was like their main college football writer, who's just awful. The uh, deep ball deprived Jack Cohn. I just kind of laughed, and and He's not doing uh, his homework, man. He's <laughs> just an idiot. Uh, I hate to say that, but it's just it's a disrespectful comment that's also not grounded in facts. I mean, again, right. look at the offense. But uh, I think, but that's going to be the key. Jack Cohn's going to have to prove that wrong, sure, for this offense really to play to its full potential. And that's something that you and I look. I wrote an article about this several months ago, where after diving into the film, I was like, "Wow, the deep ball at Notre Dame is going to get better this year." Number one, better deep ball weapons. In all due respect to Ian, with all in defense of Ian Book, he really only had one deep ball weapon last year in Javon McKinley. Ben Skronik was not that guy. Michael Mayer was a true freshman. You didn't want to make right. him that guy. And so I'm sticking up for Ian a little bit here. That's a big reason why the deep ball wasn't as used last year. And Tommy Reese wisely realized, hey, look, we're just not a team that's going to be beating people post routes all day. And the deep balls they did use were like the outside one-on-ones to Javon McKinley. I'm good, I'm good with that. But in past years, it's it's 
It, it, it hasn't always been the willingness right. to attack down the field at the quarterback position. And I think that's something that Jack Cohen brings to the table. That's also something that I talked about in the Intel feature la uh, yesterday, last night, is that something that we've now heard consistently is a lot of they're, – they're definitely being aggressive down the field. Yes. And although Jack Cohn didn't throw the ball a lot down the field, he was very aggressive throwing down the field, uh, and he was very accurate throwing down the field. Mm -hmm. And, again, it comes down to intelligence and timing. And we're going to pull up a play here that we're going to walk through. Oh, so this is, there's the snow. This is the third quarter against Wisconsin. It's a 10-7 ball game. This is a really well – This is you want to talk about why people have respect for Paul Christ? So you can see the alignment here. It's a pro-style system. This is 21 personnel. Remember that, right? So we've talked about personnel. Two backs, one tight end. 21 and then two receivers so at this before the snap wisconsin you so you see the coverage here over here right you see the corner here the safety here linebacker so they've got a nice little bracket here uh, against the receivers who are in a reduced alignment so right now minnesota's in a good situation well paul and, chris says okay and reduced means closer to the line of scrimmage correct by the way. so then you you bump out the you now you you motion out the fullback now all of a sudden there's now three receivers and three guys, and now they're spread out more. So there's a little bit more of a window. So what you're going to see here is Jack Cohn is going to get his eyes here and read that safety and watch how quickly he makes the decision and then attacks down the field. So he sees the, the read he likes, and he goes to it immediately. So again, gets the read, gets to the top of his drop, gathers, and lets it rip. He's already made his read, and the ball is out. Look how quickly he gets this ball down the field and over top of the defense with a very accurate throw. And this is a quick – I mean, he gets the ball. He throws it from about the 47, 48. Ball gets caught around the 15. That's not a that's not a 60-yard bomb, but it's over top of the defense because of how quickly he makes the read. The safety doesn't have time to get back over top. It's a 40-yard throw in the air, yeah. though. I yeah. mean – but the point is, is it doesn't have to be 60 yards to attack a team down the field if you're making right. quick decisions and getting the ball out. And he, he made it in this weather. Right. Look at all the snow. That's <laughs> not ash from a volcano. <laughs> That's just how snow looks. So watch it. So so see what he has? He's getting see, first thing he does, watch him peek to the right right away. Okay, that safety's off the hash. He's not he so here's the thing. Jack Cohn knows he's coming back to his left. This is a lot like what Trevor Lawrence did to Notre Dame in the ACC title game. If you remember correctly, he had Notre Dame was in a cover one look. He had Kyle Hamilton in the middle of the field, which is actually smart defense by Notre Dame because, you know, you have your eraser in the middle. You can protect Sean Crawford in your other corners. What well, the snap of the ball, Trevor Lawrence drops back, looks hard to his right to get Kyle Hamilton to jump, and it comes back to the seam to Amari Rodgers. He wanted to go left, but he had to peek and make sure that that other side was not a threat, right? Trevor Lawrence was looking – was looking a guy off. That's not what Jack Cohn's doing here, but the point is he knows where he wants to go, but he's got to make sure the defense is there. We did see him do that against Iowa on a deep ball. Um, and they beat three top 25 teams in 2019, by the way. Iowa was one of them, and there was a play where he looks a safety off and bangs an outside go route, which is what Trevor Lawrence did. It's a little different here, but the point is he knows where he wants to go with the ball, but he's got to make sure that the backside defense, because the guy, Vince, on this particular play, this go route, the guy that could be the big threat, is if number 11 takes off towards the middle of the field of the snap. He is now a threat to that seam route. So again, this is the, the route concept is you've got you've got you've got it's a you've got a sort of a the hit the smash concept we talked about down here. See right? right. So they got the hitch in the and it's converted to an out, right? So that corner route the, the the quarterback is basically reading this safety. If this safety kind of sinks to the middle, then he's going to read the the smash concept over here. So if the safety get, pedals hard or drops to the middle, then he's going to read the corner. And if if he was going to that read, essentially what that would tell him is, what's this corner doing? Okay, so if the safety took that away, then he would he would bang the hitch here. Or if if this safety back here came over, then he would read this and probably just bang the hitch route, right? Or if this corner came up, he'd throw the corner like he did before. The safety gets off the hash, and so he knows he has this number three seam against a linebacker. That's a matchup he likes, a receiver against a linebacker. But he's got to watch this so he knows the concept he has. So he's who's the threat here? The threat to this concept is this safety to the right to his right. So he's got to look and see that guy. He sees it, and as soon as he sees that guy open up 
kind of to his left, he knows that guy cannot get to the backside scene and gets his eyes right there. He knows where he's going, yeah. and his eyes get right on it. He hits his drop, gathers, and bam, falls out right over the and top. That's a great matchup. I mean, look, 41 is not going to be able to hang with 87. I mean, that that's right. a matchup nightmare for, mm-hmm. for, for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I mean, he turns and, and he starts running right. and forget about it. He's not right. playing the ball. I mean, no. Because I believe that's Quintez Cephas, who was a six-run NFL draft pick. So you get Quintez Cephas against a linebacker, that's right. a matchup you like. So again, exactly. that's intelligence, that's timing, that's accuracy, and that's a willingness and aggressiveness to throw the ball down the field. And we could throw other shots. You know, like I said, he took a deep one-on-one shot against Iowa in a one-on-one where he did look their safety off and attack down the field. I mean, there's plenty of shots of that. And then, of course, we saw him take shots at, 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 at for, you know, for Notre Dame in, in the blue gold game. I think he had four balls that went t- beyond 20 yards past the line of scrimmage, including a really nice backside seam route to, to George Takas in that game. So th- th- that's the thing too, is I think that's the part that's going to surprise people the most Vince is his ability and willingness to attack down the field. And that's going to be important because, with all due respect to Wisconsin, he's going to have a level of speed on the perimeter that he did not have at right, Wisconsin. Exactly. And if you can't utilize that, then it's, you're not going to be as effective of, as a quarterback as we think he can be. And, and so that's mm-hmm. a that's a very important piece to what makes him, to me, a, 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 a really effective football player, yeah. in my opinion. Love it. You and I are very high on what Jack Cohn can do, and I think the, the coaching staff obviously is on board with what we think because they wouldn't have named the starter as quickly as they did. And I, and I also want to be clear, and you mentioned this in your Intel piece last night, yes, Jack Cohn has seized hold of the quarterback position, but it's not because the other two guys weren't battling. Right. Because, look, Drew Pine. playing well. Yeah, Drew Pine is having a great fall. I mean, he is, and, and he is a clear leader on the field. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he's a clear leader. And you guys said it in practice you've him. been. Like, he's a very well-respected. For, and yes. for a redshirt freshman who has, like, what, two career pass attempts to be that well-received by his teammates says a lot about the kind of young man Drew Pine is. Right. He, he's greeting. Like, so, for example, when they're, like, in individual drills, right, and then they come together as a team, right, he'll go and meet the linemen as they're coming to the team, and he'll he's high-fiving everybody and, sign, you know, slack. He, he's a leader. There, there's no right. question about it. And he's having a good – like I said, I was impressed with the way he was throwing the ball in one-on-ones and, and things of that nature. I really was. And, of course, Tyler Buckner is, is, is an incredible athlete, and he's getting there too. He's just drinking out of a fire hose. And the the Intel piece obviously said he's really kind of upped his game the last few practices, oh, yeah. which, is, which is fantastic. Last time oh, we yeah. saw him was Thursday. Um, and so, look, again, it's not because of the other guys that – Jack Cohn is the quarterback. It's because right. of what Jack Cohn is doing right. and how he has just harnessed everything that he needs to harness to be the leader and be the quarterback of this mm-hmm. team is why they made the decision when they did. Right. Um, and so, I, like I said, I think that says more about Jack Cohn than it does about anything else. Um, and and that's another reason why I'm excited about what he can bring to the table against for this team. So, what is this going to look like, right, Vince? That's the final piece of this. Is what is this going to look like for the Notre Dame offense? And here's some things I think that we, I want to see from the Notre Dame offense and see from Jack Cohn, schematically, statistically, things like that. I, I think that from a from a number standpoint, his numbers need to look a lot more like what Ian Books looked like in 2018 when Ian Book was the starter. As far as percentage right? and things like you know, that. Ian yeah. was at like six, ended up at 68.2. He was over 70. Uh, eight point. I think it was like eight point nine in the regular season yards per attempt. We need to see minimum eight point five from Jack Cohn. We need to see minimum, you know, to me sixty seven, sixty eight percent from Jack Cohn when it comes to overall completion percentage. Uh, like I said, minimum eight point five yards per pass attempt. I'd like to see it closer to nine. I think those are things we need to see. I'm okay if he throws some picks here and there, as long as it's because sure. he's being aggressive. It's going to yeah. happen. Yep, and then the the, the offense needs to be re, can remain still very good on third down. And the big thing is he's going to have to be good in the red zone, and, and obviously the the running game is going to be part of that. But they're going to get in some situations where he's going to have to make some plays with his arm and his legs in the red zone, and those are things we're going to need to see. So, you know, for him specifically, it's the high completion percentage and the high yards per attempt. I, I want to see that. I want to see him taking at least at least three, four deep shots a game and, and deep shots of, of not just the bombs, but like 20 plus. So when I say deep shots, I say 20 plus, I need to see at least three or four of those a game and still maintaining the high overall completion percentage, the mid eight, at least 
yards per attempt. And again, I'd, I'd rather get closer to nine on that. And then, of course, like I said, the, the offense as a whole, the red zone and the third red, down have to be red really good. Yeah, red zone's got to yeah. be better than it was last year. But yeah. it's, And they've got to maintain the success. Because I'll tell you one area where Ian Book was really good last year, like really good last year, was on third down. Third down, absolutely. Not just, not just running, but throwing the right. ball. Yeah. That's when Ian was at his best. I mean, he, he made some really good throws last year. Him and Avery Davis and him and Michael Mayer were a really nice connection. And so that's an area where Ian Book – and again, Notre Dame had a top 10 third down offense last year. Right, And Ian right. Book's decision-making had a lot to do with that. Jack Cohn's got to be able to match that. He's got to maintain that level of third. He's got to up the Notre Dame pass game in a lot of other areas where Ian Book did not perform well. But he's got to match Ian Book in the areas where Ian Book was good. And where Ian Book was at his best last season, in my opinion – was on third down, which is a really good time. If you if you're gonna ever be at your best, that's a pretty good time to be at your best. No <laughs> you doubt about it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and that really fueled the offense last year. So I think yep. to me, though, I don't know about you, Vince, but like those are the areas where, I, like, if I'm evaluating success, those are the four areas that I'm gonna just kind of numbers wise evaluate Jack. Yeah, Th- those are quantifiable numbers. I mean, you know what I mean? Like those are num- those are things that you can look at and see. And and I guess. For me, the, the the most quantifiable number is going to be the red zone. For me, I, I, mm-hmm. I they really need to step it up there, and maybe it's not even going to be Jack Cohn in the red zone. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, um, I think it will be for the most part. But okay. yeah, to your point, it, I, you know, we'll we'll see about that. But yeah, and the, and the, I yeah, and decision making is the right. other one, and I know that's less quantifiable. That's more, but. Can can I back up your statement there with sure. a quantum like so to me the decision making piece Vince is we're we're gonna really know it in the bigger games so sure. what I don't want to see is him being at eight and a half yards per attempt or nine yards per attempt because he was at like twelve against Toledo and sure. against Navy sure. and he was at seven seven and a half against Wisconsin and Cincinnati and North Carolina and USC right right and I think that's where the decision making piece comes into effect is if you're not a great decision maker in those games you're not going to be completing 65 plus yeah. percent of your passes. You're not going to be averaging eight point, you know, eight plus yards per attempt per pass play. Look, every coach quarterback in the country, his overall number is going to be a combination of where he is at the lower games, usually against the better teams and where you are when you're playing crap sure. teams that you dominate. Sure. Right. And that was an issue that you and I had discussed in 2019. When you looked at Ian books, overall numbers, you know, 30, 30 yards, 34 touchdowns. And you make the point that like, you know, look, 15 of those touchdowns came against New Mexico, Bowling Green, and Navy. That's half. And then you add another eight yeah. more, which is like 23 touchdowns against uh, against Duke and Stanford. Well, only one of those teams had a winning record that year of right. the group, and it was Navy, you know? And so it was like, you had 23 of your 34 touchdowns came in five games against the worst teams on your schedule, right? So it, it's about the decision-making piece that you're rightly emphasizing, Vince, is going to manifest itself by what those numbers look like, you know, you yards per down. attempt, completions, yeah. third down and in, in red zone against the four big best teams in your schedule, right? Cincinnati, Wisconsin, USC, North Carolina. And then in the road games, that's right. the other one, Virginia Tech, Virginia. It's going to be huge to get those things in those games. And then, of course, if Notre Dame is able to make the college football playoff again, or if they get to a big bowl game, how does he do in those games? Right. Yep. That's going to be the key. No question. And he's going to have to perform at his best in those games where he didn't all he like he battled in the Ohio State game, he battled in the Rose Bowl, but they weren't making a bunch of plays down the field in those right. games. And that's an area where he's going to have to perform better. I think the offense is going to help him. And I think his skill players in Notre Dame are going to better match up against those team skill players on defense than what he had at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the pass game, again, running back, they had the best in the business, right? We're talking throwing the ball down the field. Sure. Yep. And Quintez Cephas is a nice player, but he's more Javon McKinley than he is Kevin Austin or right. Wayne Lindsay. So style of play wise, we're right. referring to. Yep. Uh and, and so that's where that's how I see it. So that's the Jack Cone era events. And that's yes. um we're very excited about it. And and you know, it's it's not a surprise. We we expected it to happen. I don't think anyone was really anticipating it not happening. But the concern was is if the longer it took for him to be named the starter, the the less effective he yeah. was being. Because yeah. with the experience, with all the tools, with with all that, he should have separated himself early from Tyler Buckner, Drew Pine. Right. Absolutely. That, that, no matter how well they played, he's a four a, a fifth year senior. And by the way, I did finally get clarification: this is his only year of eligibility remaining. Okay. So I was finally able to get someone to to say, okay, 
talk yeah, to me about right. this. Right. Thank you. That's this awesome. This is only your eligibility. Okay. So that's what Jack Cohen brings to the Notre Dame offense intelligence, experience, timing, anticipation, guts, and the ability to tack the ball down the field. Now, if he's bet more athletic, like the Notre Dame coaches said he is, that's great. Because notice we didn't talk about any of that, right? Nope. We didn't talk about we haven't seen him it. running or any of that. We just haven't seen that. Now, I think where his foot quickness helps him is you know, manipulating the pocket. Now, the one area that he's going to have to get better at relative to what we saw in film at Wisconsin, he had a tendency – when he was trying to find someone downfield and nobody was coming open to hold on to the ball too long. He had about three plays that year where he got strip sacked from behind that as I was breaking down the film, because you know, there, you, there comes a point in time where I like the fact that you're gutsy and you're trying to hold on to, you know, and find, make a play, but you can't, if guys aren't open, sometimes you just got to throw it away, take a sack or, you know, or check it down. Sometimes right. he would wait a little bit too long to go deep. And that would result. But if he cleans that up, Vince, then he's got a chance to have a really, really good season for Notre Dame. And Notre Dame has an offense has a chance to do exactly what you and I have been saying, right? Which is take that next step and score a lot more points. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for our uh, our breakdown of what Jack Cohn brings to this Notre Dame team and why he was named the starter. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that notification bell, so you know when we're going to be uh, here. Now during the week, twelve thirty is going to kind of be our slot here for the foreseeable future. Uh, so make sure you kind of adjust things if you are able uh, to make sure that you can catch us live. If not, of course, you can check out our podcast. You can check out our uh, our YouTube channel as well. And if you're listening in podcast land, make sure you subscribe and uh, five star review and give us a five star review. Absolutely. So, Brian, I appreciate it. I am uh, back to the salt mines. I will uh, let you handle the Q&A. But everybody have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done